This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook. We have one of the most poignant companies today. They're all over the place. CEO of Organifi, May Steigler. Welcome to the podcast. David, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited because I just got back from Expo West and there has been a major shift in the world, the organic world, the plant-based world, all of the different things that are out there in, you know, genetic reengineering. And, you know, you could take a cell from a plant and create more plants. And I'm learning so much every single day. Um, And Organifi is really leading the way in kind of adaptive genetics, I think they call it, uh, of being able to utilize sustainable practices to create more healthy foods, which to me is one of the four primary things that I teach people in their lives to live longer and better. One of my great philosophies uh, that seems to be applicable to everyone. Um, Can you take a step back for me and kind of explain the idea of, you know, this adaptive genetics when it comes to, you know, organic foods and solutions? Yeah. And I I think you're talking about adaptogens, right? Superfoods and adaptogens. Sure. That's the way I pronounce it. Yeah. It's it's a mouthful. Genetic blends or something. But yes. I liked adaptogenetics, though. It it sounded much (laughs) more advanced. Yeah. Let's write another book together. It'll be good. (laughs) I I think we're actually onto something new here. But to to your point and to your question, it's a really interesting time to be uh, involved in the industry. I am Uh, really exciting to recognize so much of the science that's coming out. It's an interesting intersection point between marrying basically traditional medicine, a lot of like historical, uh, even anthropological research around what herbs and and even practices practices and techniques that cultures used with today's now modern science of recognizing how there's so much um, plant-based medicine, plant-based uh, benefit that can be had. And I think it's like a great overlap today where we're recognizing kind of this intersection point where modern lifestyles specifically around stress management can be supported as you learn how to integrate and and eat more consistently these healthy foods. So we really focus at, at Organifi, we focus on adaptogens and they're a class of herbs and plants essentially that have these adaptive mechanisms in the body that help us um, basically be more stress resilient. So in a very simple way, I'll explain uh, as we consume these plants, such as like ashwagandha, rhodiola, uh, reishi, lots of mushrooms you hear about. There's a really interesting research coming out to show how consumption of these almost to the benefit of just like simple antioxidants for the body, how much we know they're good for us and help our body adapt to stress. This class of plants and herbs help us uh, manage our stress level. And essentially the body maintains a state of homeostasis, the state of balance. And if we consume foods, specifically plants that help us maintain this, um, it's it's a, a much more resilient state of health and wellness that we can be living in consistently. So yeah, at Organifi, we focus on superfood blends that incorporate things like adaptogens to help us um, manage our stress levels. Today, we're living pretty wild lifestyles and uh, new forms of stress in, in all different places coming off the you know back of a world pandemic. <laughs> so working from home, you name it, right? Both of us. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because my major shift in my paradigm, not just with my mindset, but my heart set and 
the actual handset of, of what I do is shifting of, you know, that uh, idea of homostasis is at ease. And, you know, I do a lot of research on all three areas about what am I doing to interfere with my natural state of being, which is ease and food, which used to be medicinal in nature that would help keep us at ease. Uh, historically now, at least probably since the 70s, you know, is really creating dis-ease. Um, and you can separate those how you like, but I think everyone understands what are some of the areas over the last 50 years that food itself, nutrition, has created disease uh, that now with your solution, we're creating and clearing that interference uh, for different areas. And, you know, I, I know we talked, we just talked about mood and stress. That's yeah. only one of the areas. There's a lot of areas that contribute or aggregate to mood and stress that also have benefits from just being at ease. What are some of those that are Ganify addresses? Yeah. And, and so well said, David, um, my background and kind of what I studied growing up was, um, agriculture and food science and animal nutrition. So I got into this space, um, about 15, uh, 17 years ago now from more of the animal, um, animal health perspective, I was working in animal nutrition and, uh, something that's so interesting is just to your point, the change in how we produce food over the last 50 to hundred years has really radically changed. And so what we look to address first at Organifi is how we produce food coming back to and supporting the most organic <laughs> function. And so we really focus on sourcing organic foods, organic ingredients to have in our products rather than synthetic or um, potentially chemical laden ingredients. So we really come back to really high quality testing to ensure there's no pesticides or herbicides in the food. You, know, you talk about trying to manage stress today. And one of the things that is um, really important is to minimize chemicals uh, in our bodies that we have a hard time processing. And so some of that just starts with the fundamentals of food quality. And, you know, as um, about 10 years ago, I really got to witness the growth of the organic food movement and especially in California, but in, in the United States. Um, and I'm still optimistic that we'll hit some of the standards that, uh, Europe promotes in just controlling the quality of food that its population has access to and consistently consumes. And I'll bring this back to kind of why this matters so much is as we consume foods or, um, kind of put anything in our body that we don't digest naturally well, it's a stressor on our system. So, you know, what at Organifi, what we tried to focus on first is removing the obstacles to living our best life. You know, you, you talked about kind of the fundamentals of homeostasis. Uh, that is the, the balance of health, the balance of our healthy, natural state. And something interesting to recognize is today, I think our, our normal is very skewed. You know, as, as a population, we kind of in many ways have normalized or made it feel normal to maybe take sleeping pills, um, maybe laxatives, maybe, um, of course, caffeine, all the things that help us sleep well, you know, digest well, uh, and have energy where it naturally, you know, our bodies are designed to do that well, if we're, if we're giving ourselves the right food and the right quality. So at Organifi, we first focused on removing the biggest affronts, the biggest challenges to, um, removing, things that our bodies naturally maybe create inflammation from or have allergies to. And so we just focused on sourcing the highest quality ingredients, 
um, removing anything that would have toxins or chemicals in it. And we used a lot of intense quality standards for that, not just USDA organic, but also we, we test for glyphosate, which is the, the most common um, pesticide used today. And just ensure that we're not adding that to our, adding any ingredients that may have those chemicals in them in our, in our products. And with your products, you know, the sleep and recovery, mood and stress, brain health and clarity, obviously energy and performance, um, weight metabolism and women, women's wellness always kind of go together, although male vanity is on its uh, fastest pace and rise. But one of the areas that I'm always curious about from, you know, the different interviews I've had and research I've done is I have four children and chronic disease and toxicity of nutrition uh, is so much different. Me to my, both grandfathers lived in 97. And I always say, well, wow. you know, they were smoking and drinking their whole lives. How they lived in 97. Well, they ate organically, not by choice, but because they, for 60 years, they, that they was wasn't normal. anything processed. Right. It was the normal. Um, and so I'm really looking at my own children with over, you know, I think when I was a kid, less than 1% of kids had chronic disease and now over 50% because of these diseases of our nutrition, um, are the products good for children? Should we be from the time they're born instituting this type of diet to raise and elevate the awareness one, but two, the importance uh, for living with longevity and a better life? Yeah, absolutely. And, and first, like the, I agree fundamentally and, and optimistically that we'll, we'll have better, uh, nutritional focus for our younger generation specifically, um, because it's so important and to hopefully get back to some of the ways of eating more naturally, um, just by controlling use of chemicals and pesticides and whatnot in grow and growing foods. And I, I want to add one caveat here and in studying agriculture, I really respect, um, the, evolution and kind of innovation of food production. I think it's really important for us, especially to figure out how to sustainably grow food. So I, I want to anchor that, like, I very much see the importance of that. And then being very mindful of where we, um, sacrifice quality of food for, uh, production volumes. And so I think that's been the, the overstep in agriculture and, and, and even just, um, governance of food production. And so really importantly support, um, developing more food controls, quality controls, um, for our food system, first and foremost for younger generations, just because of how important it is that we limit again, that the same challenges to our immune systems and our, um, our state of homeostasis, our state of balance as we're growing and developing, um, that's really, really key. And so very safe are superfoods and adaptogens for all different, uh, age groups. And I think so importantly, being able to integrate more of those, cause so many of them have the fundamentals of just great antioxidant capacity and supportive, um, nutrient, nutrient profiles. So I think as we get, um, that more expected in our food system, rather than looking at just the macronutrients of, you know, fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, we can start really looking at uh, food value more closely. So I think it, it requires a new filter, a new lens, or even almost a new language of interpreting some of our food quality. Um, oftentimes the, the caloric uh, quality metric that we use for food value is so skewed because we don't look at things like potentially the um, the fact that an apple is not the same as an apple 20 years ago or even 50 years ago. 
and we put so much value in how a food looks, um, uh, what a food looks like in the grocery store, like bright red tomatoes, but potentially those have a lot of actually um, uh, modifications done to them to look that way rather than the nutrient quality of a really ugly tomato. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. It's uh, one of the things I looked at uh, trying to find my wife that we were talking about earlier. I said, I'm kind of like the ugly tomato, just uh, really good stuff on the inside. Anyway, um, you know, what's interesting too in your space is certain people are attracted uh, to the space and it allows you, I think, to have an advantage in, in corporate culture. Mm-hmm. You know, we have different businesses. I'm, you know, coming from technology and sports and entertainment for so many years. It attracts a different type of person than a great Undoubtedly. Going to check. And so I'm a value-based leader. I've written a book called Compassionate Capitalist, Connected to goodness, Jack Canfield and I, you know, how to build the life you love. Um, I should have been in the organic space or my newly founded uh, adaptive genetic space. Uh, I'm founding that. <laughs> You're making it right now, David. Exactly. I'm tra- trademarking it. But there, you have such a great culture at the company, which is why I truly was attracted to you and the company is I just kept hearing about the best places to work and all the things about dreaming and imagination and the conscious, all these cool things, you know, how important is the core values of the company? Is it easier to attract people that are aligned with your core value? And what are those, you know, core values that created such a great culture that you have there? Years ago, I got great advice to be weird enough that when people walk in your office front doors, they know right away if they like it or not. And many people won't. And so I got that great advice. um, And I've been with the company since day one, building the team for the last 10 years or so. And so it's been quite an adventure to now be in the CEO seat just for this last three years. And over these years, I feel like it is a consistent um, lesson in what leadership actually means. I think over these different kind of eras within the company, it's always challenged me to continue to build into this space. It's not something that you figure out, even company culture. It's so dynamic. It's alive. You know, it's like yogurt. <laughs> it's like that kind of culture too. Um, it's made right. up of the people within the, the company. So it's, it's always changing. Um, and, and it is so important to your question to anchor our core values within that, um, dynamic uh, kind of mechanism that culture is, is maintained and supported. And so it's, it's kind of three part. It's the, First, the um, loving kind of what is. So loving whatever our team ultimately is, is is really magic. And it's not trying to make it uh, cookie cutter or comparing our culture to something outside of our own team. So it is being weird and loving that. Uh, owning our, our weirdness. And then it's also uh, consistently aiming to improve and see clearly what our culture is. We do a really, a really intense kind of culture screen as a first interview phase. And it is learning, uh, learning to, there's kind of two parts to this is learning to bring in uh, diverse voices. So we, we want that, um, kind of like the neurodiversity of our team to be quite wide. We want to be able to attract different types of thinking, different, um, you know, you want analyzers and you want visionaries. It's so important to have those team dynamics built, but it's important that we care about the same things. And so a culture screen is really pivotal in our interview phase and process. And then I think three with culture, it's learning how to marry being, um, being very people first and people oriented with 
performance of the business? And how do you consistently connect those two things? Because without that connection, and we've done both, you know, we've, we've um, swung really hard, like, you know, let's, let's make uh, the best culture ever and make it just like the funnest place to work. And then we've lost sight of some of the performance essentials and being a, being a privately funded business. Um, you know, we don't have outside funding. Like we, we have to make it work to be here the last 10 years we really have. And so we really, it's important to marry that, um, performance perspective to say, you know, people are close enough to their, um, their job, even KPIs to feel traction and impact towards the actual company mission. And those two things tied together is so key. Yeah, when I mentioned the name Organify, people are like, oh, I love the energy of that company, which I think is a really cool compliment. It's one that I always saw Thank when you. people came in our offices, you know, hey, I love the energy here. Uh, that, for me at least, uh, raises my awareness that there's some great uh, alignment in this pursuit of potential, in the human potential especially, and I appreciate that. We also, we can give uh, priority pricing to to our playbook listeners out there and watchers and viewers. So type in the playbook, they'll give you priority pricing uh, as a code word and use the playbook. So I appreciate you guys promoting me. Absolutely. Benefiting our community of uh, like-minded, like-hearted and like-handed people. May, just promise me one thing, you'll come on other one of my shows. We have, the world needs to know more about Organify. <laughs> Organify, you gotta Organify your life here. And I've created a new whole category of food called aptogenetic blend. May and I are going to come up with an aptogenetic book about the energetic and genetic inheritances and how to take care of both of those. I've already outlined it while you were speaking. I got a freaky type of mind myself. May Steigler, incredible CEO of Organifi, helping us live long and better lives. Please come back and visit me. Thanks for joining us. David, thank you so much. My treat. So much fun. This is Dave Meltzer here with Entrepreneurs, the Playbook.